What's the difference between a collector and a hoarder? Welcome to the Transformative Doc. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 56 of Tractate Nadarim. And we learned that everything in this world was given to us by God to utilize for his service. Any material item that serves no purpose is wasteful and should not be pursued. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavarissa today. i like to begin with a story. The TV reporter was interviewing New Olim to Israel. What would you say was the biggest cultural leap you made in making Aliyah, she asked. The White Room, one lady responded. The White Room? asked the reporter, a little puzzled. Yes, when we lived in America, we had this room at the front of the house that nobody was ever allowed to enter. It had plush white carpet. It housed an antique baby grand. And in the room was this gorgeous white suede and satin couch that nobody ever sat on. The entire room was there just for show. Now every time I walk into our cozy five-room apartment in Jerusalem, I look back and ask myself, what was I thinking? Today's stuff discusses the white good luck couch that nobody ever sits on. Let's look at the Gemara. Says the Mishnah, one who vows that a bed is forbidden to him is permitted to lie upon a dargash. This is a statement of Rabbi Meir. And the rabbis say a dargash is included in the category of a bed. However, everyone agrees that one who vows that a dargash is forbidden to him is permitted to lie on a regular bed. Asks the Gemara, what is a dargash? Ula said it is a bed of good luck. Explains Tosfus. It's a bed made for covered, honor, and muzzle, good luck, that nobody sits on. Let's analyze the Gemara. This world was not given to us to behold for covered and muzzle. Everything in this physical world was given to us by Hashem to utilize for His service. Any material item that serves no purpose is wasteful. There's no purpose in amassing material wealth and possessions if you can't transform them and make them divine. From our forefather Yaakov, we learn the importance of possessing exactly enough material products to suffice for one's service of heaven, as the following story demonstrates. Yaakov had just escaped from the evil clutches of his father-in-law, Lavan, and was en route back to the land of Canaan. Suddenly he was told that his brother Asa was approaching with 400 men in tow. Yaakov prepared himself and his family in a threefold manner. He prayed to Hashem to protect him, he sent Asa a bountiful gift, and he readied the camp for a potential battle. He then crossed his family over the river and was about to march on forward when he remembered that he had forgotten something. He raced back over to the other side of the fort to retrieve some small jugs. That's where he encountered an angel and wrestled through the night. Why did Yaakov endanger himself by heading out across the river all alone? Our sages explained that no material possession of our patriarchs was superfluous. If he owned it, he needed it, and so it was worth going back for. If those jugs weren't worth retrieving, then he would never have owned them in the first place. There's no such thing as hoarding in Judaism. We strive to maintain the precise amount of material goods that we need to fulfill our divine mission in this world. No more, no less. A sofa that nobody can sit on is like a piece of steak that's cooked so perfectly that you won't let anyone eat it lest they spoil its beauty. What's more, not only must your possessions be utilizable for yourself, but as Pirkei teaches, you must strive to achieve the attitude of What's mine is yours. Ultimately, everything belongs to Hashem. You are merely a steward of His property. The only reason to maintain excess assets above and beyond your personal needs is if you intend to benefit others with them. So, for example, if you own three cars but there are only two driver's license holders in the house, then you should be letting people know that you're willing to lend them a car when they need it. 
Badi and I are eternally grateful to David S. in London, who lent us his extra car for several years. What's more, when it came to time to service it, he would pick it up personally and take it to the shop and bring it back. Now that's the epitome of a mensch who recognizes that everything truly belongs to Hashem. The Almighty wants you to enjoy this physical world and utilize it for His service. May you be blessed with the ultimate covered of enjoying the Creator's bounty, never going overboard, and always sharing with all. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.